So are the same errors present in the Catholic Church today as were there in the 16th century? And then how do we kind of engage with Roman Catholics? And I think it's, it's really important to say, to make a distinction between, um, between people who would say they are Roman Catholics and the kind of official position of the Roman Catholic Church, because I think that there may be individual Roman Catholics. I, I think that there are Roman Catholic theologians who probably express justification in a way that is very similar to, to uh, Martin Luther's view. As far as I understand it, the official position of the Roman Catholic Church hasn't changed since the Council of Trent, which was the council that followed the Reformation and basically uh, put down affirmations of justification by faith alone, by grace alone. So the Roman Catholics, Roman Catholic position, official position on justification would be what we described, that sort of combination of uh, justification and sanctification, that um, you're justified by God's grace, which takes you on a kind of a, which, which supplements your efforts to be holy. And that would remain the official position of the church. The same with scripture. The um, official position of the Roman Catholic Church would be that scripture and the tradition of the church, the voice of the church, are on an equal footing. Now, as I say, I think that different individual Catholics um, may have encountered Christ in scripture and know him personally. And I think that so much of this, you know, the knowledge of assurance of salvation by grace is something that then animates our hearts and gives us assurance and life and so I would expect that we would meet Christian uh, Catholics who are um, basking in grace in terms of how then we engage with Roman Catholics I think we want to I guess we just engage with wisdom according to to our friendship with that particular person and where they are at in their own understanding of Christ just as we would maybe with each other um, we just want to encourage all of us to know God as he really is embrace salvation as it's been given to us and so I think that that would be the case um, and perhaps that goes for working locally with other Catholic with Roman Catholic congregations again I, I, uh, I think that's a, it's a difficult one. It's a matter of wisdom, I think, in that relationship of not wanting to be confusing, but also wanting to be gracious and partner with people. Um, yeah. Does that answer enough? But yeah, question at the back there. So this is a question about uh, cheap faith or cheap grace, which was a 
particular phrase that Dietrich Bonhoeffer, um, the German theologian during the 1930s, 1940s, used to talk about a response to grace that just said, well, it doesn't matter how we live, um, and I don't need to be accountable, etc., that it begins to... Um, and he described that as uh, being grace, grace without repentance, grace without Christ. And I think what we were saying this morning is, um, well, the reformers always said that, they always said we're saved by faith alone, but then saving faith is never alone. So the book of James talks about that actually faith shows itself in works, it shows itself in a changed life the presence of real faith. Now, I, th- I think we have to be careful with that because um, we can begin to become a bit subjective maybe with ourselves and a bit kind of looking inwardly. You know, if I'm doing particularly badly, uh, if I'm really struggling, then I might begin to say, oh, well, do I have saving faith? And I think the reformers would want to say, no, you know, saving faith is an objective thing. And they would point to your baptism. They'd say... They'd say, do you believe in Christ? Are you baptised? Then you are a Christian. You know, it's objective. It's, out, it's external to you. God's given you that. But, um, so I don't think we want to get into what the later, uh, sort of, uh, um, the, uh, the, 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 the Reformation kind of spread out into America and beyond. And I think we got into quite a lot of that, kind of navel-gazing, looking inward for signs of real faith. And I think that that is a, is a mistake and is unbiblical. But that our faith should show itself in works over time and, and will and maybe ups and downs. Sometimes we don't even see those things, though, that growth in ourselves. Sometimes we need to point it out to each other. But so, so yeah, there is no... There is, grace doesn't lead us to license. It leads us to love Christ. And um, we need to, to really... Uh, um, be aware of the danger of cheap grace um, because it's a misunderstanding of the gospel being in Christ and that we've been given Christ. So, yeah. Yeah. So the question is about um, 
the warnings in the New Testament about particular sins or, or sin in, in general excluding us from the kingdom of God. Um, and they're very real warnings. And I think, I think I'd want to make a distinction between um, the fact that we are sinners and we, and we will make mistakes. And, and grace says that, uh, that, we are, that our sins are covered, our sins are paid for if we are in Christ. I think that um, ongoing kind of willful sin, um, which are those kind of things that, that are, are described there, does really begin to question whether, um, whether real saving faith is present, whether the Spirit of God is present. And, but I still say that cautiously because some of us will struggle enormously all of our lives right till the end because we are sinners. And, um, and I suppose the New Testament is telling us to kind of heed those warnings. You know, we are to uh, exercise our faith. We're to reckon ourselves dead to sin and alive to Christ. We're to not give our, the, the members of our bodies to unrighteousness. We're to give them to to, to um to righteousness so we're being we're being impelled to be who we are in a very real war for our souls and in our hearts and i think this is one of the ways that the bible is warning us and impelling you know compelling us um so we um so it's not for us to dispense with our assurance because we are we we can objectively be assured but yeah I mean I think pastorally if somebody was ongoingly struggling with those things I would want to be questioning you know have they really grasped saving faith and beginning to see that working out in their lives I think that's a bit of an inadequate answer but an attempt anyway yes helpful comment. 